waiting to get to 2005 specifically so I could talk about this match and an idea. The match is the first Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania. And this is the one that was in Los Angeles and had the great uh, movie parodies that opened. And we're on the commercials with Steve Austin as the guy from Gladiator with uh, my personal favorite, Kurt Hennig and Christy Hemme doing When Harry Met Sally. Actually, I take that back. Booker T and Eddie doing Pulp Fiction. Although the most perfect was Undertaker doing Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry. But this match was proof of the evolution of the brawl and this new sort of middle ground. WWF and then WWE ladder matches started in the early 90s. A lot of people forget that Hart and Michaels had one. I think I think Hart and Flair may even have had a ladder match. But there were a couple in the 90 to 92 time frame. 94, of course, you got Michaels versus Razor, which redefined the ladder match. It really did add an element of stunt show. That's what Shawn Michaels brought to the match. And in 95, they did it again and got even better results. The latter match became, I don't want to say overused, but it was pretty darn frequent. You had things like the the Rock versus Triple H with all the slow climbing and the rest periods, and it was lame. But then you had, of course, TLC, which Edge and Christian were the masters of. But then you had a period where TLC had stopped meaning as much. And they did some other great ladder matches along the way. The Money in the Bank was a way to get a lot of fairly strong mid-card guys on WrestleMania. And it was Jericho... Edge, Christian, Shelton Benjamin, Chris Benoit. Remember, that's Chris Benoit, who would later become the monster who murdered his wife and kid before killing himself. And Tyson Tomko was out on the outside, which was important, because he sort of played a role in the match. But the match itself, when we look at it through today's lens, when you consider... Other multi-person matches, such as one of my personal favorites from a couple of years ago, the New Day versus the Usos versus the uh, Lucha Dragons. I thought there was a fourth one in there, but maybe I'm just forgetting. Was it the Dudleys? No, they weren't back yet. But that big match that was an amazing stunt show, which featured the Salida del Sol off the ladder, which was phenomenal. When you have guys like Kofi Kingston and the guys who will take do the big spots, that's a different level than what this was. This was a better laid out match. Oh, Kane was in this one too. I forgot about that. This match was laid out beautifully. And in particular, the way that Edge understands the ladder match, I think better than anyone. Edge was always the highlight of the TLC matches. He might not have done the biggest spots, but he provided the sense that there is a flow to this match. His match with his ladder match with Ric Flair, very similar. Beautiful piloting of that. 
And spoiler alert, he ends up winning this one, which I think sets up my favorite of his runs. Probably not the best of his runs towards the top, but definitely my favorite. The match dealt with big, memorable spots, the dives that have become a part of so many of these ladder matches where, you know, one guy does a tope, another guy does a pescado, and then the guy you don't expect to do a big jump, in this case, Kane, does one. The match is so solid. It really is. I put it at about four and a half stars, maybe four and three quarters, but it's in that range. Because it didn't quite feel like a stunt show, but it was definitely a stunt show. Because of Edge, because of Benoit, and to a lesser degree Jericho, this was a match that had a logical progression to it. But on the other side, it was still a bunch of guys doing a bunch of these spots that then these certain members of the match had to then connect and give storyline context to. I think the Money in the Bank ladder match and the whole climbing thing to get the briefcase, it's a great idea. It avoids anyone having to get pinned, really. (laughs) So you can have your strong mid-card guys in this match, and they can lose it without any real damage. The flip side is that it doesn't elevate people based on winning or losing. It kind of does with the idea that they have the briefcase and they now have a storyline that can, at least in the first year, progress towards becoming the world champion and Edge winning, pinning John Cena did that, of course. But this match, I think, showed the huge range of talent working in the WWE in 2005. There are a lot of legitimate Hall of Famers in here. Some people who are really close. I don't know if Edge is in the Hall of Fame. He should be. He's one of those guys who really, I think, defined a period when wrestling wasn't as big in the mainstream. But he worked excellent matches, drew some decent money. And here it shows why he was so great. It was his ability to thread a match. And here, actually, I think this is really the point where we're starting to get what would be the teens version of Jericho. The stuff Jericho did, I think, in the period from about 2013 through today has all flowed through this this 2005 period. And he's great in this match. He really is. This idea of having a match that is comprised of spots... Big spots, admittedly, sometimes really dangerous spots. That transformed WrestleMania's mid-card, an often opening match. And we see it today. Of course, there's the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. The last one was very good, in fact. I thought that both the Money in the Bank matches were really, really smartly played. And the cash-in by Alexa was great. But it didn't establish anything new. It basically worked with a strong form of an established concept. We see Money in the Bank as a significant player in the whole WrestleMania vibe, I think. And it's a big part of the WWE vibe as well. 
but it also established a higher new level for the type of company the WWE was at that moment. The TLC matches established a new level of risk and violence and, I guess, personal danger. That, of course, was building off of the stuff that Mick Foley had done in the 97-98 frame. And, of course, how often have I ranted about his match with The Undertaker? Happened 20 years ago yesterday as I record this. And the company didn't really learn anything from that. But here, it's slightly toned down in the violence range from the TLC matches. But it is ramped up in the spot as definer portion of the idea. This is a great match. I recommend watching it and particularly watch how Benjamin does his work, his calls his moments, and how Edge is generaling this match. It's really, it sort of becomes obvious after the second or third viewing. It's a great match and a really defining brawl for how a WWE can still maintain these dangerous brawling concepts like a ladder match while going for the PG-13 market. It's a really strong match. Watch it. (laughs) 